time. It's the hallowed conversation that I think we all expected to have. Um, but uh, I, I got to admit, a couple moments on New Year's Eve got a little dicey. Got a little dicey. Before we talk specifics about uh, Georgia TCU, Andre, can you walk us through your experience being at the game, uh, the Ohio State-Georgia uh, game? Yeah, so obviously a uh, big game in Atlanta on New Year's Eve. We celebrated the birthday of Mrs. Three Stacks uh, through most of the day. Oh, that's right. Tailgated. I forgot. That's a, yeah, that's a terrible birthday. a New Year's birthday. Eve baby. Yeah. yeah, New Year's Eve baby. So we had a big lunch with a bunch of our Atlanta friends, uh, which was good. We uh, had prime tailgate spot right next to the stadium got in and yeah it was you know it was fun being a fan of college football because i've never seen ohio state play in person so just to see them see their fans see their band um yeah just a big time but it was it was as kind of rowdy as a for the most part you know Give or take 50-50. It was probably 60-40 Georgia fans, but just as rowdy from a crowd. It was a noise. freaking home game for you. Come on. They had a lot of – I will say they had a lot of Ohio State fans. Anecdotally, what, uh, but, anecdotally, we were coming through Atlanta on the way back in uh, from our vacation, and we stopped at Chick-fil-A uh, in Macon full of Ohio State fans. Like not a Georgia so apparently, fan Ohio State alumni, it's like the second or third biggest alumni city uh, really in the country yeah huh so tons of ohio state fans uh maybe more than i maybe expected uh every ohio state dude was in a jersey <laughs> um very midwestern of them yeah uh but yeah it was rocking man it was a rowdy crowd they were extremely loud uh for most of the game for really good reason we are uh, we're, we are not doing pl- we're not doing midwest hate for wearing a jersey to a sports okay. game <laughs> for the <laughs> For, I was coming back te- to it for the team that you are rooting for and is playing in the game. We're not doing that. I'll, I'll accept wow. a lot of the flyover and Midwest stuff. Let's let's if it's not like they were wearing Kirk Cousin Michigan State jerseys. Okay, like they were if they were wearing appropriate jerseys. There's nothing wrong. They were wearing team jerseys. Yes. No, for the uh, audio I'm and in, for the record, I've never seen Jason more offended at anything that's ever been said on this show by anyone. Honestly, I mean, we have I've the also whole, never worn a jersey. We're talking about jersey birthdays. We're saying that uh, it's a bad birthday for, for Mrs. Three Stacks, but this man right here, you're talking yeah. about bad birthdays. This man had an Snowmageddon cancel his surprise party, okay? And she had a – and you're describing a wonderful day that ended in a yeah. win. I know we're building up to that, but spoiler alert. you know. And, and then we're just going to throw – and then the Midwestern P word got said in the text thread. Yep. So I'm just saying we're not yep, doing all of this at the same time. This is not okay. Can I ask a question? Uh, what was uh, Andre? I'm sure you saw uh, like a like a, a litany of Ohio State jerseys. Did you respect like were there any Andy Katzenmoyer, Bobby Hoyings? Did you respect those more like Brian Hartlines? Or I saw a lot of white Kirk dudes Herb Street with like Travion Hanson. Yeah, a lot of a lot of Eddie George. Oh, okay, um, okay, yeah, that's a move. And then a lot of current players more than. Uh, a lot of current players, yeah. A lot of Strouds. Um, okay, that's respect. I respect that. Yeah, that's good. That's good. So, uh, what yeah. was the uh, at the worst moment when Georgia's down two touchdowns? What's your what's yeah. your panic percentage? Was that the it's worst high. moment? It's. I mean, they were down two touchdowns twice, right? They were down twenty one fourteen, twenty one seven, and then we're down uh, what thirty eight twenty four. Yeah. So yeah, it was um, great Southern math. Know, it was yeah, <laughs> panic on both. Right. So it was. 
But yeah, it was. I mean, but you guys can check the check the text threads. I said when Stetson got the ball back down six, I said let's go win this <laughs> at eleven forty two. You did, and, and typically I don't let Knox go to the other thread of just me and him. But I got to tell you, there were texts going back and forth that you were not included on because fear had begun to set in for us. I'm not going to lie to you about that. I've ridden pretty hard for the Bulldogs. You will agree on that. I support you in all things, even though you are an absolute mean, mean man to me in Notre Dame. I support you wholeheartedly. That was the most nervous I've been about Georgia than I think any other game in recent years. Well, absolutely. And I think most people probably said that they were the two best teams uh, that had to play. You know, Georgia as the the number one seed got the worst draw by having to get Ohio State. Oh, it's a terrible draw. It's a terrible draw. I I knew people talked about that, and uh, it was kind of like, well, no big deal. But I think, um, well, to your point, Jason, um, when someone is live at a game, my if I have any bad vibes, I like to go off thread because I don't want to harsh the vibe, right? I don't want to harsh the thread vibe because you're at the game, you're doing your thing. I don't want to be like. I don't know if they can stop. This is right good. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to do that. So I kept been it. able to all game. I put, I put that on Jason. But there was before. Hey, but it, but everything that you were out. texting on the other thread is exactly what was going through my head is, oh, shit, I don't know if you can stop this guy. God, <laughs> it, it was it was Stetson having deer in the headlights and Marvin Harrison doing literally whatever he wanted. You know, uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. Um, that that was the concern. But, um, uh, yeah, like it. that was um, the most mortal mm-hmm. I've seen Georgia look uh, in like the elite Kirby Smart era. And, you know, you could make the case that if Marvin Harrison Jr. doesn't go out, is it the same game? I don't know. Um, he did. So we, it's not fair to try to prove a negative. Um, but man, I, did, Andre, did you walk away from that thinking that's more of an indictment on Ohio State or a referendum on the championship pedigree of Georgia? Yeah. I mean, I think that he, when they got down to, when CJ Stroud, scrambled to get down to essentially the 30 yard line. I think he had a panic moment Yeah, where he, he was just like, I think this is good enough. I think this is good enough Yeah, where he had a kicker. That's literally never kicked or he may have kicked, but he's never made a 50 yard field goal or further. Um, and so I don't know if I definitely say as a Georgia fan, it was, we got away with one. Yeah. I think that deep down Kirby thinks he has of the four teams, the better of the four teams. I think he knows he got away with one. Yeah. And he, could leave no doubt on Monday. Yeah, yeah, I think you're exactly right, and I think uh, I think he was right in the in the post game of saying, "Oh, I say probably deserved to win that one." But yeah, I think that's I think a hallmark that- of a lot of Nick Saban teams. You squeak a win out. You know, there's a couple Georgia wins there. Uh, and I don't know if it's S or yeah, I don't know if it's SH Championship game with Aaron Murray. It was like they didn't deserve to win that one, but they but they pulled it out. Um, Jason, when when you're watching that, um, do you think? That the 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 big takeaway of this game is that CJ Stroud is l- as legit as we thought he was. I think so. I I really like Bryce Young. He's actually a player at quarterback that the size actually concerns me. A lot of other guys, yeah, I'm just legit. like let's let's legit. get over this. Kenny Pickett's hands. I don't like. I don't care about any of this crap. You can either become a legend or you can't. You can become a backup at Chase Daniel in the league for years, or you can't. Oh, you're insane. Young, if you have baby hands, I'm out. <clears throat> I'm completely out on you. I, I hate baby hands. N- not a fan of baby hands. Bryce Young is no. very small. Yeah. CJ Stroud feels like a better Justin Fields to me. Like 
I, I yeah. think he's he can, much bigger in person than I thought. Really? And I think Justin yeah. Fields is that way as well. And Cam, he I is. actually saw him in person. He's even bigger in person than I thought he was already he's big massive. on TV. Like, like these are some, you know, and Justin Herbert is, is still growing, apparently. Like, there, there are some very big guys playing quarterback. Bryce Young actually kind of scares me in that. I actually think C.J. Stroud should go number one. Now, that being said, yeah. I also I think that Will Levis will be, and I'm going to vomit when it happens, but Will Levis will be the rookie of the year next year. Okay, I don't think that's what we're talking about right now. I why why you, <laughs> first of all why are you trying to trigger me? Because that's what you're trying to do. You're trying to trigger me right now. And I'm not saying it didn't work. That's ridiculous. Will Can Levis, I tell you what the, the CFP the CFP thing that I noticed the most? And and Andre, mm. I really would love your take on this. I think Todd Munkin snapped out of whatever he was he has been doing for two straight seasons. I don't think it was just Stetson, I guess I'm saying. I, I think that the play calling was a little weird, and, and I'm I'm not like doing all X's and O's here. Just something wasn't vibing between the play calls and Stetson. I'm just saying I don't think it was all Stetson. No, I'm not saying he should actually be the Heisman or anything. It's just something was weird, and then it snapped back, and Heisman and Munkin and the play calling got better real quick and then looked exactly like it's been looking for two years minus a couple of quarters or, or a game here or there, you know? So I, I, I think that that's my biggest thesis of, of that game. I think Andre has a better handle on this, but I think uh, from my perspective, it was Tom Monk was like, I don't know if I can trust this guy right now because he's playing a little weird. So I got to call a, a, a really conservative game. And once Setson earned his trust back, he let it rip again, you know? Andre, but what did Stetson you think? had already, Stetson already had his trust. Like we're not letting you get in here, Andre, so we can get our points out and then we'll, see what, what what you think because you're much closer to it but what did Stetson do to not deserve that from the beginning of the game or like immediately I just don't it was weird if, two if picks, that is the two picks I, I get it but oh sure, sure yeah yeah one, just one okay honestly so I, just one pick. I, I was going JJ McCarthy honestly I was thinking of JJ McCarthy which not to go to the Michigan TCU game let's um, do it for a minute we need to talk I, about TCU listen that confirmed everything I thought about JJ McCarthy that being said from what I understand about JJ McCarthy, seems like the greatest kid, greatest guy. Yep. I read what he was doing with like donating kids uh, charities for every everywhere he went. His NIL money, that's good stuff. I love it. I'm always going to be a fan of him. That being said, when uh, a defense is basically like you have to beat us with your arm, and if you can't, you're not going to win, and that's what happened. Uh, it's tough. It's tough. I wish they would have run him more, but uh, that that's a game where I don't know. Like I feel like oh. Ohio State lost the game. Georgia didn't win it. And I feel like Michigan lost the game. TCU didn't win it. Now, the difference in like- the national title game, I think Georgia's going to absolutely. I, I do think both were in similar situations where all Ohio State heard since they lost to Michigan was, you're soft, you're the worst, you're not going to. They were primo motivated. You're never going to get a more motivated team. And they have top tier talent, they have top tier five star talent. Um, so I feel like that was such a barrage of talent and of scheming and of innovation of coaching that I know Georgia didn't look great, but I am really impressed because Ohio State was so – I know this is like Georgia apologist stuff, but I can't underestimate how motivated Ryan Day was and how motivated all of those athletes on Ohio State Well, were. you should have seen him on the sideline when he, they scored. He would lose it. Andre, like, like and he the, was on the telecast, they were – it was like Ryan like Day he, orgasm every time they yes. score. <laughs> he would put fist pump and throw a like he was going to throw his arm out. Like yeah. he was 
going nuts on the sidelines. So I don't Andre. know if that's just like a culmination of hearing it from the media and the fans yeah. that that yeah. It, let me jump in. Let me jump in with one thing, games, Andre, but. and then let's let's get your take on the, the on, on what I thought was a big storyline of the Munkin sets and situation. Uh, Knox, just to wrap up, quick points on yours. Ohio State didn't lose it, and Georgia didn't win it. Ohio State missed a kick, and that's what lost it for them. It's just absolutely crazy that that happened. And TCU played better than Michigan. Those are those are like my stance, and I and that I'm completely surprised by that. But Did you can they? JJ JJ McCarthy and picks. Anyways, let's go back to Georgia. We do need to talk about TCU as well because I have some thoughts there. But Andre, what what was it about that offense? that that was going on i, I just felt like it was so different yeah i think score dictated it a little bit you know mm-hmm. when you're you get down seven nothing and then you get down 21 seven i think and you, and you haven't been down like that in 24 months you know right right and so i think it, you know any sort of play callers you, you tell yourself you can't get you can't score twice on one play right but you you've got to be able to to trust yourself and trust your offense to to do what they need to i you know i feel like they probably could have run the ball a little bit more. It was pretty effective. You saw what Michigan was able to do against Ohio State, run the ball. Um, but, you know, when when it came down, when they got the ball down six with two minutes left and you got to drive down the field and score, um, I mean, Stetson made two of the best throws you'll ever see. One, that second down play when the guy's coming around the end, he sort of yep. sidearms it by a linebacker into a covered Brock Bowers and then just drops an absolute dime to Kyrus Jackson. Um, That's why I texted so, Jason yeah. was like, I think they scored too fast. Like I, yeah. I didn't have any doubt that they were going to score. It just happened way too fast. And, and he looks around, and he looks at the clock, and he thinks he's going to run out, but then he snaps it with like 17 seconds. Yeah. Left, right? He could have <laughs> run off. Yeah. You know, and I think that's – I don't know. You know, Kirby even mentioned it. He's like, we got to play better. Like you said, I think he realized that they got away with one. Yeah. But he, he called out Stetson by name for kind of playing outside himself. Yeah. Uh, there was the play – when they kicked the field goal down 14, when they had the ball inside the five and lost 10 on the little swing pass to Ladd McConkey, apparently he's n- literally never the option. He hasn't been the option on that play. He's only a decoy, and they threw it to him. And that's why Ladd wasn't ready for it. Sure. Because he, there's five other options, and he's not even supposed to be in the screen. And for whatever reason, he gets the ball thrown to him. So I think there's some little things that they can clean up. Um, that, man, but that's the mystery know. of Stetson Bennett is first, second, third quarters eh, a little wobbly, but when it's crunch time, winning time, I, like I really trust him. His you know? CFP stats in the fourth quarter are just like this, like video game stuff. You like you can't even make them up. It's crazy. It's eighty eight percent. It's five touchdowns. It's just it's absurd. Yeah, stats. Yeah, it really, it really, really is. So, um, but yeah, I. I I think if if we want to, I mean, we can hit Michigan TCU here for a second, um, not to understate it, but I, I think when you have, I mean, well, Jason, you kind of said what you said. Andre, do you think TCU won or Michigan lost that game? TCU needed two pick sixes and a fumble on the one yard line to win by six. Michigan yeah. had the ball with a chance to win at the end of the game. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So, I mean, I just. And, and that's not to discredit TCU. Incredible. They played the exact game they wanted to play. I love how they stuck to their script. I loved how they ran the ball. I loved how they played defense. But I think it, it, watching that game, if I'm a Michigan fan, I'm like, man, we let one get away. 
versus t- TCU just kind of pulling that out of their butt a little bit. Jason, uh, you seem to disagree. Uh, talk yeah, to me, talk uh, me through it. I think I'm very impressed with TCU. I thought they'd go into that game. I thought they would get pushed around. I thought it was going to be Michigan doing second half. And, you know, that's the crazy thing about, about all of this. Ohio State in the Michigan game and in the uh, Georgia game, Ohio State played bad second halves in both of them, right? Yeah. There's something to be yeah. said about that and figured out there. So, you know, blah, blah, blah. They lost. They won. Who won the game? Who lost the game? Whatever. But TCU played that entire game, in my opinion, not scared. They were not the younger brother. They came out and did what they've been doing in all their other TCU games this this season. I mean, except for against Kansas State twice, regardless of the outcome, just for a second. They came right. out and they played their ball. I, I get that it's convenient that there was two pick sixes and a fumble on the one yard line. I think TCU wins that game no matter what. They just looked like the better really? overall team uh, on the field I that mean, day. That's, on that's, that 20, day. that's a 21 point swing. Listen, is it nine out of 10 times that Michigan wins? Maybe. That particular game that I watched, TCU, I don't think they got lucky. I think they put themselves in positions to win, and they were not strong-armed Big Ten over Big 12, yada, yada. They played some bully ball themselves, and they got after the quarterback, and they disrupted a ton of stuff and had some interceptions. Now, is J.J. McCarthy the best best arm in college football? No one's going to, like, you know try to die on that hill but i think tcu no a really i don't disagree with you though like i it's it's one of those things where um i th- like tcu never trailed right michigan was never up tcu was always up in that game and i think that means something but it almost feels like tcu has this quality to always play close to no matter who they're playing like they could be playing jesus and the angels and it'd be a three-point game you know, like it, it, they're always in the mix, which makes me uh, confused on what to do with the with the title game. Um, but I, I'm, I'm impressed with them. I think to me, part of the issue is um, have they played a, a complete team yet? I don't think they have. And have they played a team that can play defense and DM up, but also can score on them? Michigan, it's not that team. And, and, and maybe that's too simplistic. Maybe I mean more. Michigan um, Michigan uh, was that. I got to jump in here, Knox. Michigan was that team in the second half against Ohio State. Look what Ohio State just did to Georgia. No offense, Andre. See, I think no that offense, was a no fluke, offense. though. I think that was a total I, fluke. I, I think they hit some big plays. I, I don't think you look at Michigan and think, I have to defend the pass and I have to defend the run. Because I look at Georgia and I think, say what you want about Sitson Bennett. I don't think he's CJ Stroud. But I think they're going to – if you want to commit to the run, he's going to kill you on the pass. If you want to commit to the pass, they're going to kill you on the run. I don't think TCU's played a team like that this year. Um, and I think the ability to say, J.J. McCarthy, beat us if you can, and he couldn't, I think that's what led to them winning the game. Andre, does, fair, that, fair. D- does um, TCU is a, is, a, is a worthy national title opponent. Are you as scared of them as maybe you should be? I want to be because I want to try to find, you know, a reason to to question what's going to happen Monday. I just sure. I can't imagine it being a four quarter game. I really can't. I think that I it could be either. close to the first. I think it'd be for the second. Um, but you know, looking back at the stats, so Max Duggan, he is less than fifty percent 
passing. He's not great in this game. He's not good. Um, now he has, they do have an absolute elite receiver. Yeah. In was it Quentin Johnson or whatever? Yeah. Like that guy's going top 10. Like yeah. he is a dude. And they got a couple of dudes on. Is that the tight end? No, it's the wide receiver. No, that's the, that's okay. the wide receiver. But to me, and I guess we'll, thousand we'll pivot here to the year. national title. Thousand game. yards this year. To me, though, I'm not as, I mean, he's great. I'm not as scared of him if, if Keely Ringo's on him because the person I'm scared of is Marvin Harrison Jr., who is an elite, elite, elite route runner who can change direction, can be in space. Quentin Johnson feels like a force of nature. I think Keely Ringo is also an athletic force of nature. So I, I'm not as scared of that matchup as I am Marvin Harrison Jr. Yeah. The guys that Keely Ringo doesn't cover well are like the six one. 195 pound that can just put a foot in the ground and, and yes. change. Yes. The, the big bodied 6'4, 225, like Quentin Johnson, that uh, is, I don't know if he's necessarily going to be able to run by him, but like try to body him up. I think he yeah. matches up much I better. I agree. I agree. Do you think that that was Ringo's worst game, the Ohio State game? I think that's the worst I've seen him play. And I'm, so I'm not, I'm not saying was, that like he did so terrible. I think that Marvin Harrison Jr., just the whole attack, there was a lot of pressure on him the entire game, but he he typically stands out and he looked like he got it the, the I mean, lower look, I've end. Se- I've on seen that the game, Twitter you know? conversation of like, is Keely Ringo good? I've seen that Twitter yes, thread. Yes, he is. I, yes, he I don't is. think that's fair. I think he's good. I think Marvin Harrison Jr. should be in the NFL right now, should be in the NFL next year, and he's going to make a lot of guys look stupid. So I don't think that's fair. And that's all um, I'm saying is that yeah. that was his worst. that was his worst game. Not that he's bad. Yeah. That's all that's all I'm clear. No, no, I agree with you. Look, it's hard to it's hard to play a revisionist history, but can you imagine if uh Jackson uh Smith Najigba, uh, if that's his name, can you imagine if he's playing this game? If if he's like healthy and playing, that's a scary situation, you know. But I do think you also like not to undersell Georgia, you got a glimpse of AD Mitchell's in this game, Aaron Smith in, in this game, absolutely uh, cooking people. And I think if you look at defenses, if you look at TCU, um, I think they have some really good defenders who uh, will play Sunday, but I think they also have some guys who have no idea what they're doing. And I, I think this comes down to, this is not disparaging the big 12. I think this is more, um, you're going to see the, uh, X's it's not X's and O's it's Jim's and Joe's. George's got a lot of Joe's got a lot of Joe's who are going to cook some people. And I think, uh, Brock Bowers had a quiet game. I don't think that's going to be the case this time. I think you're going to see that TCU have to defend him. And I just think they're going to have too many questions. TCU's not going to have enough answers. And that's going to be the difference here. Jason, do you know the Keely Ringo versus Marvin Harrison stats from Saturday? I I absolutely do not. And I'm sure that these are not going to go my way based on the smirk on your face. However, (laughs) I'm just saying visually feel Okay, I'm a football guy, not a stats nerd like like you. I know what you like to do with your crypto and your NFTs sure. and your stats. Top shot. Saying, keep throwing crypto. Top shot. Like, yeah, I have to literally have no crypto. Jason, do you well, have any crypto? You've got it. Well, okay, Andre, I've got was two hundred dollars. Andre, you've got to diversify at some point, <laughs> but we can get into that in a different episode. I'm just kidding. Sure. Man. You, you you don't. You're not an actual crypto bro. Yeah, go ahead. Let's 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 hear them. I, I just. When I was watching the game, I was surprised when he would get burnt. That was that's what I'm saying. Keely Ringo against Marvin Harrison Jr. was targeted six times. How many catches did he give up? No clue. It felt One. honestly watching the game, it felt like six. One. Agreed. That is not that is not consistent with what I watched. What I watched, if and it's not 
it just felt like this is he, not a Ringo uh, takedown. He's going to be a good player. This is not a Ringo takedown. It looked no, it just weird. Felt like Ohio State's offensive attack was overwhelming. It, it honestly, it was the Ohio State I expected in the Michigan game. Right, like it, that's who I thought they were, and they never and really they were leading up, up to so, that to halftime. Yeah, impressed with them. Um, but yeah, like I, that's uh, when you translate that to TCU. I, I, I love TCU. I love Sonny Dykes. I love the story. I love Gary Patterson coming to the game just by having some hard feelings. I think all of it's great. I do think this has the um, uh, was the miracle of on, on ice when, when we beat the Russians. And then we also had to play like the Swedes or whatever in the gold medal game. It doesn't matter. Right, that, Knox. I'm super excited for you to finally be a we with USA when all you do in any international events is bet on other countries. But other than that, I'm eventually super the dream excited. team's going to lose. Eventually, they're going to lose. Okay, <laughs> and I'll be able to say great moments are born out of great for Australia, and that is what you have here tonight, gentlemen. That is what <laughs> we are facing tonight. That's from the movie. That's a good direct quote. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I, I let's talk about. I just got burned on those stats, and specifically one player against one player. I, I think Ringo had a Andre. Weird game. Don't bring facts to a feelings fight. Don't do that. Yeah, That's come on, so man. What are you doing? What are we doing here? You're wearing your hoodie that was given to you directly by the head coach, like <laughs> as a Christmas. You know what? Because you, you know what the best part Christmas of the hoodie gifts? is. It looks like a Patagonia, just really like well insulated. But oh, it's not the show. Them the sleeve. It's the swoosh. The swoosh. No, no, is no. What hold I'm on, really, it gets oh, better. Wow. Look at this here. Yeah. Oh, uh huh. Dang. Yeah. That's the a diamond that's swoosh. You only get that from the CFP swoosh. Holy shnikes, man. That's real deal stuff. Can I tell you guys? I I bought a uh, Georgia T-shirt from Homefield Apparel. Um, and and uh, appreciate not a sponsor. The money they won me. Not a sponsor. Lost it. Somebody somebody took it. Somebody lost it. Somebody left it somewhere. I, I we can't don't find it. We don't just lose T-shirts. What happened? Have you mm-hmm. checked Rose's closet? In yeah, you're house, a forty year old man. In our house, we this do. stuff was stuck. <laughs> the shirt was stolen from you, my friend. Are we just coming to that realization mm-hmm. right now, live on audio? It, I wish, I wish it was stolen because I could steal it back. It was. It's. It's nowhere to be seen, and I'm so sad about it. I've been really upset. Honestly, I blamed myself at halftime of the of the playoff game. Um. So, Jason, you do you have do you have a sense of like how this title game is going to go? Like, do you have a narrative like you're adhering to? I've got a narrative and I've got a final prediction and okay. I want Andre to stop being mad at me. Okay. So that we can go through this like mature gamblers that we are. Okay. Is mm-hmm. would be my preference. I think Georgia's secondary is going to define how this game goes. Mm, and interesting. And, it, and a big part of that is going to be the pass rush, obviously on both sides disrupting things, but that's where I think that it's going to be a situation where Georgia's secondary gets right. But I think TCU to me is a very fast team, a very endurance Mm -hmm. team. And that's why I'm going to go straight into, if you don't mind my final prediction, which is going to be TCU plus 12 and a half. I think it's a 41 31 game. And Whoa. the reason I think that is that I think that Georgia's up 14-17-ish most of the game, probably 17 in, in my situation, and I think TCU gets a late touchdown. I like 41-31 as the final score here in this game. I do think that Georgia wins. Andre will attest to my $2,000 bet 
is I want to bet thousands of dollars on the Georgia money line. The odds are yes. not in our favor on that. And I don't want to no. bet TCU minus, I mean, TCU plus 12 and a half. But that is what I think is going to occur. Okay. DraftKings not a sponsor. We are looking for that odds boost. Yes. So anytime you want to drop <laughs> those in the account between now and Monday. Hey, <laughs> hey, I'll, I'll put it out there. Free ad for DraftKings if they put that odds boost that we definitely need out there before Monday. You hear that, Mr. DraftKings? We'll tweet a picture on our IG. Yeah. For <laughs> thousands to see. That's right. A I know you never find my location. Hundred, we'll, hundreds we'll or a thousand. Hundreds <laughs> or a thousand. Yes. Please. We'll need some RTs on that. Let's get some money down here. Okay. So, Jason, your narrative is the Georgia secondary is going to dictate how this game goes. Andre, what's your narrative for this game? Um, so we just talked about how JJ McCarthy is not the quarterback two picks. He still threw for 343 yards. Wow. Now, again, that's out of necessity, but they also ran for 119 yards. So they had two receivers go over a hundred yards, which is pretty low Michigan rushing for Michigan. Well, yeah. it, it's low, especially if you take that first play from scrimmage out of the equation, which was what, like 70, 70 some yards or whatever. Uh, it was yeah. pretty low after that. So, yeah, my narrative is I don't see it being a four-quarter game. I, I sort of agree with Jason. I think it's kind of all along is 14-17. I could see TCU coming out, maybe scoring first, something like that. Uh, but, I, you know, I think that Michigan maybe thought they could just kind of waltz in and it's TCU and we're going to be able to push you around. And, I, you know, again, I think Kirby, the master motivator that he is, knows that he – got away with one against Ohio State, but then can just point to be like, you can't just show up on Monday, right? That's what Michigan thought they could do, and he'll have these guys ready to to roll. So uh, for a score prediction, I've got 37-20. to 20. Oh, see, I'm 38-21, so we're, we're kind of right yeah. in the same ballpark. Um, so I think that, you know, I think it's uh, can the defensive line without blitzing put pressure on Duggan uh, if he wants to run – more power to him. Yeah. Um, and I just, I don't see them just being able to, to hold down the Georgia offense uh, for multiple stops throughout the game. Bingo. That's where I'm at. My, uh, my narrative is like, everyone's talking about Max Duggan, Quentin Johnson, the TCU offense, the Georgia defense. I think can TCU stop the Georgia offense? Uh, I don't, I don't think they can. I, and I think my favorite part about the uh, Georgia offense in the Ohio state game was, they kept running the ball, even though they were down 14. And you saw how really sneaky great that offensive line is, that running attack in, uh, is. It's not r- much uh, ballyhooed, but they're real good and they're real fast. And I think that's going to be the difference here. Um, I I really, you know, the fatal flaw of this TCU, uh, I will say, uh, TCU, I think they're excellently coached. Offensively, defensively, I think they're always going to put their kids in the right position. I think this really is going to come down to talent on the field. And I think George is going to be able to run the ball. Uh, the play action is going to be open for Stetson. But I think more than anything on the defensive side, I think Max, I love Max Duggan. I love what he's about. I love his toughness. I love anytime they zoom in on him, he's got like 16 strawberries on his arm. And it looks like he needs to go to ICU. Um, I appreciate that. Um, I do think. He likes to hold the ball, and I think that might fly in the Big 12 a little bit. 
I think in a ball hawking secondary, in a, uh, a defensive line that can get after the pass rusher uh, or get after the quarterback, I don't think that's going to work. And I also think uh, credit to Ohio State. Um, I don't think they played super tough offensive line wise, mostly here. But I think against Georgia they did, and those are two tackles who are going to be playing on Sundays. Does TCU have that? I don't know that they do. Do they have the interior ability to protect against maybe a healthy Jalen Carter or whoever else Georgia's rolling out there? I don't know that they do. So I this feels like one of those where it's going to be like fourteen three Georgia. It's just never going to get. Uh, it's never going to be a blowout, but it's never going to be close. You know what I mean? Yeah, it just goes back to like the the TC defense. Uh, they're f- pretty opportunistic. They've been able to play really well. Um, I just you know th- they're pretty good on the outside, especially cornerbacks. I think they were able to to kind of to do some things that that frustrated Michigan. I just I don't think that they have anyone that's going to match up against a Bowers and hopefully a Darnell Washington and guys like that where you want to put a linebacker on him, good. He's going to run right past you. You want to put a safety on him, good. He's going to body him out. And I think they could pick him apart uh, across the middle. And once once Georgia knows that you think they can throw, they're going to run it on you, and then they're just going to drive it down your throat. It it, it feels like one of those – the worst time to play a great team is right after they get taken to the brink, you know, yeah. like with a, uh, if a Villanova gets beat uh, in the conference finals, right. For the NCAA tournament, they're going to be on fire after that. And that's what it felt or like. What I, we've seen, I would be what we've I, seen from Alabama for so many years. Yeah. Anytime yeah. they get taken I, to the like, brink, I, don't play them that next game. <laughs> if this is close or Georgia gets beat, I will legitimately and financially be stunned because I think this yeah. was oh, I'll say it was the game to get them. I don't think this is going to be close. define define close then because I do believe if this Georgia team can be down multiple times, two touchdowns to Ohio State, I think that TCU can keep it within two touchdowns, aka be within 12 and a half. That's what I'm really struggling with here. If this number was I nine too. and a half. I would have it all day. I would have it all freaking day, all freaking day. 12 and a half with this gritty TCU team has me baffled on what to actually bet that has good odds. Shout out DraftKings. I'm going to give you a shout out right now. Is a sponsor. Let's get that boost going. Not a sponsor. Literally not a sponsor. I'm just trying to give out free ads. I mean, we give free okay. ads to Target. Why okay. can we not get free ads? Can we? Can you like on the on demand write one of your fake ads for for DraftKings right now? A lot of pressure, but um, I got to be honest. Just I've shout out a little bit of smoke wagon right now, so there's no chance that could happen coherently. <laughs> <laughs> Twelve and a half against this TCU offense. I'm not comprehending yet, and it's not because I don't it like seems- Georgia to win. That's twelve and a half is a substantial number after what they just did to Michigan and after number, what Ohio State just did to them. I'm sorry, it is. The Vegas, the, the Vegas number, is, it's 12 and a half is such a strange number because it takes you off of any push, yep. right? Yep. So, And there's so much heavy public money right now on TCU. And the line, okay, did it open at 13 and a half, down to 13, now maybe at 12 and a half, but it, with so much money on that, you would think it maybe would be moving more. And so I think that Vegas is okay taking all of this TCU money, knowing that they've got a number that a twenty a 37-24 game is a win and a cover. Yep, exactly. Yeah. I know. Secretly, 
I think Vegas knows Georgia going to beat that ass. I do. So they just like keep sending all this TCU money in. I do. I feel really good about it. I get that. But the second that they're up by 17 and it's 41 to 24, and and, and we count that as a G-A-T-A, as we say in the Georgia fandom, that's what we say, then as soon as that happens and TCU gets that late touchdown, that 12 and a half is going to bite our ASS. I, I'm not no, loving. This I hear what you're saying. I'm not at all. Yeah. See, I hear what you're saying, but uh, TCU stayed in that uh, uh, Michigan game by running the ball. I don't think they'll be able to do that as much. And I think if they get down, like they were, they had the benefit of being up the whole game. If they get down and Max Duggan has to dice up that secondary, if if Georgia can pin its ears back and know what is happening. I think that is all the difference. They did not know what was happening in the Ohio State game. So they just had to react. But I think if Max Sutton gets down 12, if he gets down 21, if he gets down 17, I I don't like his chances, man. I love him, but it's a it's a different situation. And plus, uh Georgia, they've been at CC championships, they've been in playoffs, they've been in natties. TCU is a Cinderella story. Have they been here? No, they have not been here. They don't know what's going on. So there's going to be a little bit of that. Now, I don't know if the, you know, it being at SoFi and it being so antiseptic, it's going to be like, you know, turn to the left and cough twice. Like it's going to be like that kind of level of fanfare. I don't know. And I swear to God, if The Rock does the thing where he's like, don't do you this. You know what The Rock is cooking. Don't do it's this. National Championship. Don't do this. Don't do Stop this. It's doing LA. Leave, The Rock no, leave. intros the football games. Ridiculous. Let, let the. It's embarrassing. Let let the Rock do what he wants. Okay, he he oh, yeah? owns the XFL. I think they did Black Adam. The NFL. How'd that go? Didn't go great. Didn't go great. They made a profit. Hey, okay. You know what? The Rock would get it. You have a cheat day and you eat a lot of stuff and you work out with chains. That's so cool. Oh my gosh. Stop maybe, following on social media if he stuff. triggers you. Maybe you need to you know fix up your who you're following. That's not first on, of all. That's on you. Don't that's follow on him. Social media doesn't trigger me. Did watch Ballers. Don't understand what the story is. So you're you can tell me that a man Ballers was the, who played backup was not good. defensive line is now running the NFL? I'm sorry, Como se dice what? It's just ridiculous. It's just preposterous. No, no need to Insane. put Spanish in there. That's just offensive. But I will say, Ballers was nope, not good. That's not back that, on it. I'm respecting you different and I, languages. I'm different. Okay, let's be honest though. You and I tried to make Ballers happen, and that's on us. That's not the Rock's fault. I did try to make it happen. I hate watched it. I hate watched it straight in the hell where it belongs. <laughs> um, so Jason, are you betting the TCU is able to cover in this? Game? I don't know. Is that what I'm hearing? Guys, I, I'm legitimately mm. asking for help here. Here's what I've, here's what I've decided though. The current over under on this game is 62 and a half. All of our numbers, I believe if I've heard this correctly, all of our numbers lead to the, oh, mine's the over. Mine's, mine's under. What was yours again? Thir- I'm under Oxus as well. Under. I'm at 59. 38, 21. Oh, jeez. Hashtag Midwest <laughs> math. <laughs> 62 and a half, man. See that total? Look at these games. Weird We've got to take the over. What are we doing yeah. here? What are you two doing? Be honest. Yeah, the, it the, was. It's Rob Cordry. Rob Cordry threw you off in ballers. <laughs> and you're like, I want to like this. <laughs> Look, John people David Washington came, being pudgy and playing the wide receiver for the Miami talk. Dolphins. <laughs> Listen, I don't think he was a good actor in that show. I don't okay, know if is he's this a good take that I don't think he's a good actor. I mm, same baby, same. I, I, don't I don't think know, he's a good actor in Tenet. 
but I kind of bought ah, in. Nobody's a good actor in Tenet. Nobody's good. It's not fair. You know, it's not fair to evaluate. So, uh, so our Pat was our Pat was a great actor in Tenet. Honestly, that might be his best role. You are embarrassing yourself, Andre. What if you just say like, I'm betting my life on this ass, this bet of the natty. Which bet is it that I have to take a minus twelve and a half or plus twelve and a half? No, it could be anything. No, it could be anything. It could be a prop. Oh, one, it could be one, over two, under. Okay. One well, bet you're going to put the money. You're going to put a thousand dollars on the money line is the easy one. Uh, but to juice it up a little bit, I would take an alt line of Georgia minus five and a half. Ooh, what's it basically? What's the, it basically the cuts the odds. It basically Checking. cuts the odds in half. So you're probably paying four twenty, four thirty five on the money line right now. So you can get probably five and a half for probably two twenty five. I don't hate that. Can't get it on DraftKings. Not a sponsor. Listen, I'll be honest with you. I am feel again. Like I said, I've I've got two different gambling sites. I've saved up all my money to bet on this game. Um, uh, I had a birthday trip with Ashley canceled. I had a surprise birthday party canceled. I just need to feel something so I can be literally talked into anything right now. Honestly, I can. So Georgia if you want to talk to me about betting, says it Bennett rushing yards prop all in. Let's go. Let's go. One K one K two K. We think in two K I'm into it. I'm into all of it. Just, just name your terms. Georgia. Are you going to cover our bets? Uh, Georgia minus six and a half. Is minus two fifty. In all in, let's go. That's not on DraftKings. So, it's on a different sports book that I won't name. You can't find five and a half. I can. I can. Rhyme with Smarsmool. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, they've had some aggressive one. I've got a. See, I've already got a uh, Georgia to win the Natty at minus one twenty five. I put eighty bucks on, and I'm feeling good. They're offering me a cash out at one forty. I'm like, hey, I'm gonna ride it out. I'm gonna ride it out. Baby. I tailed a good friend of mine. On a bet that was Georgia to beat Michigan, exact bet. I'm not going to name names, but that did not go well for me. Georgia yeah. minus five and a half is minus two seventy five. Uh, minus five and a half on a other betting website is minus Ban- Banbule two fifty five. Yes. Oh man, I just Andre, I love, you tell us here. That's too much system. juice, man. Listen, that's too. That's too much juice. Not with a boost. We're going to get a boost from somebody. Bobo's Bobo's makes bets in the minus two fifty five range. Let's like. No, he doesn't. He takes it in the minus twenty five thousand range. <laughs> no, for the audio, we're talking about reluctant friend of the show Scotty Bobo's, who for six months bet only like minus six thousand odd games, and then, uh, yeah. <laughs> Andre is currently showing us a disheveled <laughs> photo God. from New to Year's be, Eve. He looks to like a coach fair, that's just been fired on the field, who's just been fired like after a game. You know, like hey, to be fair, Bobo's more transparency in his bets than someone here on this podcast today. Who are you talking about? Name names. Name names right now. It rhymes with blocks Bobloy. Wow. Wow. Incredible. Honestly, incredible. I've just been saving it up, dog. I'm just like, I'm asking you. I'm You've asking been hiding. Both of you the same. You've been hiding. No. Listen, I can't blame you for your December. This is not about se- this is not about December. <laughs> what yeah. a wild December you ended up having. Mostly caused by weather. Let's not get into it. But this is before December, okay? I want to be very clear. I'm not attacking you for any bets placed in December, okay? At all. That is sure. not what Thank we're you. doing here. Thank you. Yeah. That being said, 
all the other months, if so facto. Listen, I've been very, very restrained, and I'm really just trying to lay it all out. I don't know if I need to save any for the NFL playoffs. Don't feel as good about that. I just feel really good about Georgia, but I just need it less than 12 and a half. I do. I just need less than 12. It's, yeah. it's got to be nine, nine and a half. half. I feel good. It's got to be nine and a half. Yeah. Well, for those that follow us on the the interwebs, the Twitters and Instagrams, we will drop our play. No, I want to talk through it right now. We've still got some work to do on it. If there's, to if to there's a Brock Bowers receiving yards prop at 74 and a half, would you take the over on that? Yes. 74 and a half? Well, Yes, and one of my props is a Brock Bowers receiving touchdown for plus 115. I like that. I like that. Listen, I'm all in on the Stetson Bennett rushing over 9.5. Yeah, here's, here's the – let me, let me go through that one real quick. The bet that I do believe in already, um, I, I believe in the over. We are not on the same page with that one. But I took both quarterbacks and the rushing over. It's 20 – it's over 19.5 for Max, and it's – over nine and a half for Stetson parlayed those together for plus two ten. I love that bet. I love that bet. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I like a max. Yeah, I like I like a max Duggan anytime touchdown. He scored three touchdowns in the past two games uh, rushing. I also have an exact score of Georgia to score between thirty one and forty at plus one seventy five. Oh, I like that. I like that a lot. I'm a big fan of that one. If you think the score is 37, 34, 37, 40, minus, or plus 175. Yeah, man, I just don't see – I don't see this game unfolding where Georgia doesn't put up over 31 points. I really don't. And we know that what Kirby does with a lead is to absolutely sit on it. Yeah. And so, yep. um, you know, he's there's no – the quickest game, the quickest way to end the game is to keep the clock running. So, you know, honestly, this has, um, I know TCU has a track record of knocking out quarterbacks. And I know Georgia has a track record of knocking out really great receivers. This feels like a uh, Alabama, Texas natty uh, from several years ago, where it's like someone gets knocked out and it's over pretty early. Or even the Alabama, Notre Dame natty, where it's just like, it's over, it's not, but it kind of is pretty immediately you know i don't think this will be a close that, that, that game was we'll that be. game was over if if we're being honest the, the notre dame one yeah yeah I, I think it's just a difference was was the timeout kirby smart called the greatest timeout in the history of sports <laughs> that's my question no. i want to ask i think you know it was 12 men on the field too did they really i did not know yes. that i did not know yep. that yeah and i thought it was all formation three. based 12 men on the field I mean, because you that, could argue, there's a, there's a story behind it too. He had some uh, some GA up in the in the booth was screaming "time out, time out, time out" because they were in the a formation that they don't punt out of. I mean, when they showed the replay, That's obviously it was like, wait, it it's so much tighter, it's so much different. And I, I heard him say like they were vulnerable to South Carolina. They were vulnerable to like four teams on the punt formation. He's given up, they've given up two this year. But man, I mean, you could argue he doesn't call that timeout. And it was milliseconds away from not getting called. That that game's yeah. over. That game's a completely yep. different result. Um, greatest timeout ever, I think. I would like to put it forth as the greatest. Sure. I'll I'll second. So, Andre, final score, did you say 37-20? That's correct. I've got 38-21. Jason, you have TCU 100 to nothing. Is that right? <laughs> Georgia 41, TCU 31. Uh, I kind of like that. I kind of like that. 
Okay. Well, we didn't settle on what bet we're going to land on, but um, uh, I feel good. I, f- I think we're in the right place for uh, the predictions. So um, thanks to everyone for listening. We will be. <laughs> Why are you smiling? <laughs> you were doing so good. You broke yourself. <laughs> you know what it was? It was um, you were laughing, and then my daughter was texting me and be like, the lights won't turn off. <laughs> Because our house was built in the 17th century and uh, nothing is good anymore. So I was like, great. Everything's going well right now. Everything's going super well. So um, thanks everyone for listening. Andre, thanks for being here. Jason, thanks for being here. Thanks for doubting the Georgia Bulldogs. I look forward to seeing how that plays out in the National Championship. Um, (laughs) As always, we look forward to your feedback. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being here. Thanks for supporting us. That's it for the over under achievers.